Welcome to another exciting adventure that is the Huntington University Comets Podcast. I am your host, Shane Alberani, doing this open remotely. Uh, we're in Glens Falls, New York, getting ready uh, to start practice. So if you can kind of hear uh, the sounds of the game going on uh, downstairs, uh, we're getting ready to start practice. Uh, so I thought I, I would uh, hop on and uh, say hello to everybody and get you to the next episode, which is part two of my conversation with Comets Equipment Manager Skylar Garver. The first one was so good, we kept on talking and we figured, hey, you know what? We're going to have to make this a two-parter. So this is going to be part number two with Skylar Garver. So let's get right to it here on the Comets Podcast. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean you're only 25. I mean, yeah. you're going to go as long as, as, as Joe or longer? Or? I don't know. <laughs> I, it, to be completely honest with you, it's uh, the hours are grueling. Right, right now, it's absolutely. just me and my pup. Yeah. So it, it's not too yeah. hard to, like, I can yeah. sneak home. I live close now, so I can go home, take her for a little hour walk in between morning skate and the game, and uh, everything's good there. But it's it's a big time commitment, honestly. Like, yeah. like pro sports and, and the entertainment industry in general is not for, like, the week. Like, yeah. it, it, you know, people show up at 6 o'clock for a 7 o'clock game, and, like, they're there three hours yeah. and they go home. It, it's entertainment. That's what it's for. Yeah. But the behind the scenes stuff is what it, it takes. It, yeah. yeah. It's and, yeah. and like, not to be like that guy, but I've always been a big advocate of like the mental health stuff, truthfully, yeah. because you have no idea what people are going through ever. Sure. I mean, there's so many things that are in people's closets that they yeah. just fight through every single day. So the hours sometimes get to you like straight yeah. up. They do like, and it, it's, there's nothing you can do about it. You kind of got to just truck through, but like at the same time, you got to figure yourself out. Um, so you got to do what you need for you and at the same time, make sure your job's done. So there's a lot of times where me and Fitzy get into it. Like, it's like, he's my little brother again too. Like, it's kind of like, we'll have our little, our our little screaming match and then you good. Yeah. You good. All right, cool. Let's do it. Like we're good. But when you're around guys that much too, like you're going to have disagreements and stuff. But to answer your question, I would like to, I'd like to get probably another at least five to 10 years and then kind of yeah. see what's going on there. Yeah. Um, I've got two semesters left to finish my degree. I'm a, I'm going on my ninth year, I think. In college. <laughs> my mom's not too happy about that one. She's like, will you just finish? And I'm like, I will. Uh, it's so not a race, see. mom. Yeah, I know. I know. Like as long as I finish, who cares? Um, yeah. So I'll probably get, end up finishing, get my degree which is in criminal justice. So that's not very helpful. <laughs> yeah. Why? My, uh, my grandfather was a police officer. My uncle's on a the oh, county okay. department. My dad was a police officer. So I kind of always thought that that was my, yeah. my route. And I still do to an extent, like I've always been, uh, somebody that wants to help people. So yeah, this is kind of just a different way of helping people. And, uh, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> and that's what I keep telling my mom every time she's like, wait, you finish and get your degree. And I'm like, mom, like I don't need a criminal justice degree to do laundry. <laughs> And she's like, ah, it gets all upset and frustrated. So yeah, God bless her. She's dealt with a lot for me. That's for sure. I, she's a miracle worker. I don't know how she deals with, I've got two younger brothers and a younger sister yeah. and we all get together, including my dad. My dad's a rodeo clown. So God bless my mother. She, uh, <laughs> she, she's a miracle worker to say the least. I don't know how she keeps everybody. I don't know how she's sane. I really don't, especially, I mean, she was a hockey mom growing yeah, up. Yeah. So she was, and now yeah. she's still a hockey mom, just on a different aspect of things. Yeah. So like, she gets connected to guys too. Like, folks would Facetime my mom if I was with her and like say hello. He's like, "Hey, Miss Garber, how are you?" Like, you know what I mean. So it's it's cool for her because she gets to meet some of the guys and yeah. like create relationships. And she's the first one that like anything happens to somebody, she's worried. She's like texting me like, "Is he okay? Tell me he's all right." Like, like mom, he's good. Don't yeah. worry. So. And I've I, the relationship I've had with players' parents over the years too yeah. has been 
is really cool. See, that's got to be a cool opportunity for yeah. you to kind of interact with them. Yeah. Like, we obviously don't get to see the parents very much yeah. um, other than, like, when they're in town. Yeah. But guys prioritize, too. Like, when their parents come into town, they want to make sure they spend time with them. So it's kind of yeah. – it's a cool thing, but you don't really get to be a part of that. So the only parents I think I met last year were Bokes's parents. Um, Bowds' parents are supposed to be – they were supposed to be coming down. Um, obviously, with the border, it kind of messed everything up. Yeah. But uh, we met Alvy's parents this year, like – PD's parents are in town all the time, but then like Sid's parents are here too, like from Detroit, obviously. So it's cool to like see how guys interact in the room, and then it makes sense when you see their parents or like meet their parents. Like, okay, that's where yeah. you, the, the apple does not fall from the tree. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's cool to it's cool to see kind of who they are, where they come from, yeah. and stuff like that, and get to know their families as a whole. And it's it's cool. Yeah, so. yeah. I've tried. I've had several of the dads when they're in town. I'd get them on the air. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a cool that's really thing. cool. Yeah, that, see, that would be really yeah. cool too. It's uh, it's it, it's a little different now too because like you can't obviously bring very many people in the locker yeah. room with protocols and stuff. But like I know that was one of the cooler things was like Will Patchnag always had his his thing that he would bring kids yeah, in yeah. for his foundation and stuff. So like it's cool to let people see the locker room and see like what pro hockey is. So like the parents to me like that's probably the biggest thing I'm envious of in the National Hockey League is they do the father's trip and the mother's yeah. trip. To be able to bring your father with you, like a cool like experience like that, like yeah. I think it'd be so cool to do yeah. a father's trip, like some cool weekend, yeah. like if we're overnight Cincinnati, something like that, yeah. like let the parents join. But I also understand with protocols and everything else. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I think at the end of the day, the families are are the reason that everybody's here, right? So yeah. it's it, you're not yeah. getting here without the support of them. Well, about oh, six or seven years ago, two years before my dad passed away. I talked to David and I had him fly down with us. Really? And he was on the bus with us. So see, he got, my dad got to go back and forth with me. That's so got cool, to see man. it. Yeah. Like, that's something you'll remember forever. Uh, yeah. Like it's it's yeah. super cool. Anytime you've got stuff yeah. like that, opportunities like that. I mean, hell, when we won last year, my dad was sobbing in the, in the stands. Yeah. Granted, my dad was a Comets fan, like growing up and oh, everything. Yeah. And now yeah. to see me be part of it and everything. Yeah. But like, it, it was just, it, you have no idea how much these parents like pour into their kids and like support their kids until like you've got a either injury or a really cool moment. Like those are the two yeah. times that you really see, like there was a cool quote that I heard one time in history that it was like, you know, that when you're dying on a battlefield or something like that, who's the first person you ask for God. And then who your mom, yeah, mom. those, yeah. that's it. Right. Yeah. So it's like, those are your first two. So I, I think it's cool to like see guys, families and like get involved with that. Like I've got two little brothers that are, one of them's 22 and the other one's 19 going on 20. And, like, they've come to town by themselves and hung out. And, like, everybody on the team, like, makes them a part of it. Like, Mark, yeah. the Marky's, like, texting and Snapchatting my little brother. Like, stuff like that. Like, <laughs> Bokes and Viber even, like, Snapchatting them and talking to them. So, it's cool to, like, get your family involved and, like, kind yeah. of extend it a little bit to where we're all just human beings, man. Like, yeah. you just happen to be good at hockey. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I really, and again, with these the guys we had last year, uh, when Toledo came to town, that was the first time. I'd ever gone to the opposite dressing room and, and talked to the guys. Yeah. I'd never, never done before because yeah. we were so close yeah. and, and talked to Yaz and talked to Hawkins and, and even Hawk said, Hey, my mom listened to the, your broadcast the other night. Yeah. And I, whenever I talk about Brandon Hawkins, I said, Oh, that's our friend, Brandon Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sarcastically because yeah. it's on the other side, but I also mean it. Yes, he is our friend. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and she and always likes that. Way. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's cool too. Like, I guess people don't realize how small the hockey world yeah. really is. I mean, yeah. like, no matter who we bring in, I can figure out a way somebody that I knew that I had as a player or whatever knows them. And yeah. it, it makes people so much more comfortable too. Right. So like with Hawk, obviously we had him here with try to think like, okay, Matt Barnaby, like he played in Pembroke, which is where Bouds is from. So like, yeah. boom, there's an automatic connection. Yeah. Um, you've got obviously Coop coming from UMB and it's like, okay, he obviously knows the UMB kid. So it's just like, you can always make a connection very, very easily with the hockey world because even though it's a big 
I mean, it's obviously oh, it's, international. Yeah, it's yeah. three leagues here, everything else. Yeah. You can find a way to connect to everybody, whether it was junior, college, wherever they played. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, it's pretty small and pretty connected yeah. at the same time. So, yeah, I, I think, especially for you being around as long as you have, you've probably some of your best friends, right, Like that you've made in hockey, would you say? Yeah, I mean, the, the, just the people I've met, period. Not yeah. even so much friends. But yeah. it's like, it's nice you do expand when you when you see someone again, it's yeah. like no time has passed. Yeah. You know, because, well, hell, I, you know. we were playing indie. What, uh, what was that Friday here? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like standing out there for warmups and all of a sudden I hear, Hey sky. And I look over and it's Bryson Martin. Oh, I had yeah. no idea that he got traded there. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Marty, how the heck are you? Like, yeah. it's so it's cool stuff like that that you're like, Oh my gosh, I cross and pass again. Here we are. So yeah, it's, it's cool to cool to reconnect with people. Yeah. Um, whether it's in the summers or whatever, if you happen to be crossing through somebody's city, stop in for a drink and say what's up, catch up for an hour and then go. Brady Shaw was back here last summer and him and I went for dinner. It was just cool to catch up with him again. And yeah, it's cool. It's, it's a, it's a cool thing to uh, make relationships that last forever. Yeah. And speaking of Oliver Cooper, is he the happiest hockey player you've ever been around? Uh, Coop is always smiling. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen him not yeah. have a smile on his face. Yeah. Coop is uh all time, man. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's a cool thing at one of the apartment complexes. It's me, Coop, Marky, uh, Poach. Um, who else just moved in there? Mac. So McCallum and, uh, Bowds when he's here and Rimmer when he's here and Harps. Yeah. So we've got a really cool group. So like Tuesdays and Thursdays, we try to like watch a hockey game and have dinner together and stuff. Yeah. And Coop can man a grill. I'll tell you that. Well, his dad as a food trucker was who managed restaurants. So yeah, what we'll do is we'll all like buy our own steaks and like bring them and Coop makes them for us. So it's like incredible. But he, uh, yeah, he's all time. That's, he's one of the best humans I've met. Like, and, and, I, I keep telling him like I'm an honorary member of Freddie Beach, like Fredericton. They call it Freddie yeah. Beach. Like that's where uh, Murph and where Cooper half the from. from. <laughs> and then obviously, yeah, everybody that played in UMB. Yeah. So they keep telling me I'm an honorary <coughs> member, and I've got to go up this summer to to get my membership. So I, I might make the trip up there. Yeah, Coop's all time. He's uh he get he's very emotional though. Like when he flips the switch, yeah, he, he's not happy, and you stay out of his way. <laughs> And uh, some of the stuff that he says is pretty funny. We, <laughs> I, I hope he doesn't get upset with me telling this. The other day, uh, he had that breakaway. I think it was, was it Sunday? I don't know. It was on a penalty kill, and yeah. he got the puck in front, and he oh, yeah. beat the yeah. goalie, and he stick-handled, and he lost the puck and went into the corner. Yeah. He came back to the bench, and he's... <laughs> He's yelling at himself. He's like, Oliver, you stink. You are the worst hockey player out here. Oliver, you stink. And it, we are all dying on the bench. And you don't want to laugh too hard because he's actually upset. Yeah. But he's yelling at himself. It was, yeah, it was pretty funny. It's pretty funny. We've got a pretty, really, really good group. The other one that's funny is the Jones brothers. Oh, my gosh. The, <laughs> See, I have to get them on the show. That's, that's the, another get. But you've got to get Tolks with them because it's actually Zach, Tolkien, and Jones. That's what people don't know. It's not on his nameplate, but he is definitely the third Jones brother without a doubt. Um, those three guys are all time, man. They uh, Some of the stuff that they say on the bench to each other, and it, it's it's pretty funny. Like They'll come back to the bench, and Connor will be like, hey, Kel, what are you doing? And Kel's like, shut up. And like it's just it's the bickering back and forth. It's so funny, man. Like Those are the things that I wish fans could like see and right. be a part of, but it's not PG most of the time, so you kind of got the select audience, right? But... Uh, yeah, it's it's so funny, man. And Tolks too. Tolks is an unbelievable guy, and he'll make sure he gives them gives it right back to him. And like they've got no issue confronting each other. That's why if, if anybody ever pays attention at the end of the period, the last two on the bench are always Connor and Kellen. Yeah. And most of the time, it's not nice chatter. Like it's right. not it's not them going like, "Hey, good period." It's like, 
hey, second shift, first period, far side wall. I'm coming up the wall. Why didn't you drop it? You had a guy on you. No, I didn't. I was and it's so yeah. It's it's pretty funny. That's why I try to linger out there just to hear it because it's unbelievable. Some of the stuff they say to each other. And, that, and, that, and that's just because they're br- brothers, and it's almost like you can't even get in between them no. or anything. It's like, and they're brothers. And what gotta... a cool experience, man. Like it, To be yeah. able to play pro hockey with your brother, yeah. and Khan's expecting a baby within the next couple of months or yeah. weeks here. <laughs> Kellen just had his daughter, so it's it's such a cool thing to like see. Like I'm so jealous. I got two little brothers. Like I'm just trying to imagine like being able to play what you love with yeah. your brother. Like it, yeah. It's so cool. So. They uh they definitely take advantage of it and it's it's a cool experience to see him Tolks those two and Tolks walk in every day and they were all three best buddies in college too. Oh, that's so, right, that's yeah, right. They did go to college it's together. super cool. Yeah. Some of the stories they've got. For, yeah. I mean, when you're buddies for seven and eight years, you've yeah. got stories about everybody. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's cool to listen into some of the stuff that they tell. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's that'll be an, another get down that, the road I, on the show. I think that sure. would be a big one. They would, yeah, you would you would enjoy them. Yeah. They're they're unbelievable guys too. Uh, so you're. Your biggest nightmare is, is going to wheeling after home game. That's you know that's nightmare fuel. But what about <laughs> specialty jerseys? Oof. <laughs> um, we just had one. We had we had an MLK night. Yeah, and you said I have to keep this PG, right? Keep it okay. PG. All right, I can do that. Um, specialty jerseys stink. <laughs> that's the best thing I can say. And and you know what? I, I shouldn't say that because some of the charities that they go to are unbelievable. Just, we're, we're just talking your perspective okay, because you have okay, got perfect. to. I don't mean any disrespect no, to no, where the money all. goes. The charities they're all. phenomenal. Yeah. The jerseys stink. Yeah. Uh, luckily, Sproder has done an unbelievable job of making yes. sure I've got everything that I need. Uh, I'm going to get you some pictures. I don't know when you tweet this out or whatever. Some of the pictures of the nameplates that I've made this year are hilarious. <laughs> and nobody would any, nobody would know. Right. And, and the people that end up buying these jerseys and get them, and then like they see the letters like pieced together out of other letters, they're probably like, what the world is this? <laughs> and like, little do they know, I, yeah. I had a player come in. It's, that's the thing that stinks about them is we have to order them like two weeks in advance. Well, with especially this year, like the roster movement, it's been, well, exactly. it's been yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Luckily, we can kind of get nameplates in, uh, I think, like, up to, like, maybe two days before the game, maybe yeah. three. But as soon as, I mean, Brian Etter came in, luckily McCallum we had because it, whatever reason that Spoiler well, had ordered pro- it. Just proactively because we're like, okay, yeah, these, like, this, these guys could come that's down. That's exactly so, what it is. I yeah. mean, I've got nameplates for almost yeah. everybody playing in Henderson right. just in case. Yeah. And it's not because they're even on the radar of being yeah. sent down, but it's just like a just-in-case type thing. And yeah. it's luckily, I mean, I, I wish it was this way for us, but, like, in the National League, like, a lot of guys legitimately – have the entire AHL roster with a jersey oh, sure. already made that they travel <laughs> yeah. with just makes it that much easier. Yeah. So for me, I, I was like, can we just order every nameplate? So the, I think that was, I think Justin Cohn re- like tweeted something out that we ordered 67 yeah. or 64 nameplates for this last specialty jersey. That doesn't include any of the 20 that were already <coughs> sewn on. Right. And we still didn't have enough. <laughs> we still didn't have Edder. And uh, I think I, did I make use? I don't remember. I think it, it's pretty funny, but I've come to actually enjoy like the, the making them and try to make them as good yeah. as I can. Um, the ones that are really brutal for me are the league ones because they ship them to where we're playing. So like right. when we're playing on the road, like we, I think we wore Thanos or yeah. something like that in India. Yeah. I don't get them until we get there. So I've got two hours to make whatever changes I need to make. Like guys could be in wrong numbers if it gets misordered. Yeah. It could be, I mean, I got to do season A's for whoever's in the like leadership. So like the Murph one was really throwing me for a loop. And then you basically have to take whatever guys aren't playing, rip the nameplates off, cut the letters together, glue them together, sew them together, then put it onto the nameplate. So yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to say the least. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, and I think one year, I think when when Sid came back, he was over in Europe, came back, and our first game was in Rapid City. So it was a real long trip, I think. Yep. And I don't think Joe had enough letters for his name. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Because <laughs> so, his, his, yeah. his name was missing a letter or two. Oh, yeah. He just didn't have them. And, and, and you do the best you can. Yeah. I mean, I think people are pretty understanding, luckily. Like this year, I don't know how it happened, but Zach Tolkien's last name was misspelled on his opening night jersey. <laughs> and I didn't catch didn't it. Catch Nobody it, yeah. caught it except for him. He was like, hey, just so you know. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, And I don't order the nameplates or jersey, yeah. so like, I couldn't say. like, yeah. It's on. It's my fault. I'm so sorry. Otherwise, yeah. I should. I mean, I should have caught it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like passed him out and he like came up to me after warmups. He's like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know my name's not spelled right. I was like, Oh my God, I am so sorry. And like, he's the best guy. So he was like, not worried about yeah, it. It's yeah. okay. No worries. Yeah. So we got it fixed for the next game, but it's just stuff like that. Like I'm trying to think if there's any other funny ones. <laughs> um, the funniest one that I've got, I think Connor Sam Vito, you remember him? Oh yeah. 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 We were wearing the Paw Patrol jerseys. Yeah least favorite jersey we've worn yeah i understand where, where it went but <laughs> the reason i didn't like it was because the nameplates were they were a dog bone yeah and then inside yeah. the dog bone were the letters <clears throat> yeah so joe was still here at that time and i think we cut we signed connor that day or the day before or whatever it was so whoever has that jersey i'd love to see a photo of it if they if if anybody listening has that jersey please send me a picture <laughs> joe legitimately had a blank dog bone nameplate and he wrote san vito in sharpie marker <laughs> And like from you a, probably couldn't for a distance, you, I'm yeah. telling you from a distance you could not tell but like yeah. up close and then you know, we had a military appreciation one this was my first year as well with Braden Pahal and he came down that day from Chicago and Joe like Joe used like a sharpie marker to like block out part of the C to make or part of the O to make yeah. it into a C because we didn't have enough letters and stuff like that so it's all about being creative. Yeah. And like most of the time, like I said, guys are unbelievable about it. Like they understand. Like, <laughs> like man, I'm trying my best here. Like, I, I think we had an, uh, an emergency backup in Idaho. Yeah. And I think the letters were actually they were pieced together from other jerseys. Yep. So it was like different fonts and different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my toughest one that I had, and it was kind of funny, was uh, Justin Kaplmaster last year because we uh, were yeah. in Utah. That's right. And there was no way that I thought we were getting a goalie. Like we had Robbie right. and we had Fergie. Right. Like I thought we were in. Fergie get, or I'm sorry, Robbie gets yeah. hit, and then like all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have nameplate like material. Like yeah. I did, but not enough to like make what yeah. I needed. And of course, it's Capelmaster. That's right. Yeah. Like Smith. by the way, if Benny's listening to this, can we sign goalies with short last names, please? Like goodness gracious. And then yeah, like Alan Lazarchuk last year came in, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love Laser to death, but I was like, goodness gracious, here we go again. And my story about about Laser was when Ben first signed him. You know, way back when, he had sent me an email saying, yeah. hey, we're signing this guy. Here's his name. Yeah. I thought he was messing with me. Yeah. I'm like, ha ha ha. Yeah, yeah. we're not. And I was like. No, this really is. A guy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, yeah. Some of the names that we get, I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. Like like Lazar Chuck. I think I could still probably misspell it if you gave me if you gave me three chances. I bet I'd probably misspell it at least once. Um, but yeah, he's the best too. Uh, but yeah, Cappy's was pretty tough. It was uh, cut together. And the thing that stunk was I had to use part of Robbie's uh, nameplate. So I was like, well, if uh, Robbie oh, gets like cleared to come yeah. back, we're done. Like we're screwed. Like. <laughs> And then we went straight to Wichita. Yeah. I think Robbie flew home, and it was like I didn't want to see him go home. But I was like, thank God, like I don't have to worry about like trying to unpiece it back together. Um, yeah. So the funny, I still I have Cappy's the one that I used. It was pretty funny because I think it legitimately 
could be like 21 inches long. So it literally went from like almost the zero yeah. on his left shoulder to the five or six. I can't remember yeah. if he was 50 or 60 yeah. all the way to the other side. Like it covered his entire back until we got home and I could get like an actual made. <laughs> wow. And the guy, I'll bring it in to show you. It's, <laughs> it's one of the funnier nameplates I've, I've done. Um, but like I said, guys are understanding. They get yeah. it. And, uh, at the end of the day, it's like <laughs> there's been there's been a couple close calls. I, the the best worst story I have is Connor Corcoran this year. Uh, he got sent down to us, and we only played home games for like Seven, a couple right? yeah, yeah, yeah a couple games. Yeah. So all of a sudden we're going to Wheeling, and my mom and dad were in town. Thank God. <laughs> and first time I've ever done it in six years being equipment manager. I forgot his jersey. Oh. And we're in Wheeling. Yeah. And I can't say it was me. I can't say it was Fitzy. Like we both should have caught it, yeah. but yeah. we packed jerseys and it's, thank God we did three thirty in the morning. We unpacked everything and I don't even normally do it, but I was like, okay, like for some reason I was like, I'm going to unpack these jerseys. So they're not super wrinkled yeah. tomorrow. They won't be that bad if we leave them in until we get back yeah. here, but I'm just going to unpack them and make sure. And I counted them and I don't normally do that either. I was like, for some reason it just looks light. And we had 17 instead of 18. And I was like, Oh no. Oh no. Uh, Hey Fitzy, yeah. do you have another Jersey? He was like, no, oh, that's everything. I was like, uh, no, it's not. Uh, so the issue was when he came down, we didn't sew his white nameplate onto his white Jersey because we were told that he could be going back up. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do extra work yeah. until I know for a yeah. fact he's playing. And then it was one of those where we were leaving right after the game and it just got missed and God love them. My mom and dad were going to stay another day here. They ended up, they live in Virginia. So it was about, I think it added like maybe two, two and a half yeah. hours to their trip to like yeah. go to wheel. But they, uh, they got into the Coliseum. I had to have Brian Christie. He's the only other one with a, a key to our locker room. Like he let my mom in. I'm on FaceTime with my mom at like 8am, like trying to show her everything I need. She's like, is this a sewing machine? I'm like, yes, that's the one I need. Bring me that, bring me that, bring me that. They showed up seven minutes before warmups. <laughs> and I got the nameplate on and it was a little crooked because I was in such a hurry yeah. and I was like, I'll fix it if you want, like after the game, but at least it gets us by. Yeah. He went out and had like a goal and an assist in the first period. He's like, I want my nameplate like this for the rest of the year. Touch Don't it. touch it. I was like, all right, man. So that was my, that was my closest, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we forgot it. But yeah, like I said, it's, that just goes to show you, I mean, when you're in that big of a hurry, like guys yeah. are coming off and they're unpacking right into their stuff and we're trying to get the bus loaded. And like there's so many other things going on that you don't even think like, what if we forgot something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't realize how much stuff you guys do have to pack. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Especially trips like that. And yeah. like it's, it's, you try to bring at least two new sticks per guy. Yeah. You try to bring extra equipment that you can, but that's the other thing is like having orange and black gloves. You've got to bring your own extra gloves yeah. because something goes wrong. You can't just borrow a pair from another team yeah. or whatever. So yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's the, the, we, we do not pack light. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, especially like flying, flying really is tough sometimes because you try to stay underneath like a certain budget or right, a certain whatever. Right. And like, but at the same time, you need the stuff. Yeah, I mean, you got to bring it. So you try to uh, try to make do with the best you can and try to save David and Michael's wallets a little bit. But at the <laughs> yeah, same time, I, I will say that flying when we go on those long flying trips. I mean, you would probably prefer the bus. I mean, without just a because doubt. because you just pack it. Yeah, but the, the trailer is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I'm actually happy we're taking a yeah. bus up to Wooster because I can yeah. pack for 11 days exactly. and I'll bring so much extra stuff just to be sure because it's not going to cost us anymore. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, the the flying stinks because you try to go as under basically underweight as you can. Yeah. So like, and then you got to distribute everything under 50 pounds. So I've got like. <laughs> okay, who do I know on the team packs light? Okay, Petey, you don't bring that much extra stuff. Here, throw 
12 rolls of tape and six <laughs> laces in your bag. Okay, next guy. Who's light? And you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just got to stay under the 50 pounds because it's all commercial flights, obviously. Yeah. So you uh, you learn tips and tricks. Yeah. But. And then when you walk up to the counter to check in and they have a panic attack because we're bringing in a thousand Well, bags. and not only do they have a panic attack, but so do I because yeah. you want to make sure all the bags right, get you checked track in. Of everything. Yeah. And then on top of that, like you're bagging stuff under different people's names. So like last year, we were on the way back. Jeremy Helvig's bag didn't make it and he got called up <laughs> so i'm in the airport and i'm like oh my gosh where's his bag where's his bag well we found it but it was under ben boudreaux's name because we'd like uh, that's when we're printing yeah. out the tags we, we just, we just yeah tag it's him. just yeah. hey take a tag take a tag yeah so it was under boudreaux and i'm like calling three different airports and blah 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 luckily he got called up to chicago and we flew into chicago so his bag ended up making it and their equipment guy just drove to o'hare yeah. picked it up and took it back to the rink but it was just little things like that that it's like flying stinks sometimes. I mean, but yeah, that is like because you're packing a lot of gear, and then when you're because uh, I, I myself I'm like I don't care about my luggage. I can get more clothes, but yeah. if my radio gear yep. doesn't make it yep. here. That's a, you're that's done. an yeah, issue. That's exactly right. So when you're waiting for the, the baggage to, to come out, I mean, it's like oh yeah, <sighs> it's like you hold your breath. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it doesn't help too. To like and and I think we should, but we wear like dress clothes obviously yeah. on the, when we're going to, to flights and stuff. So you're wearing like a polo and dress pants and. Dress shoes and you're hauling like seven thousand pounds of gear and yeah. you're just dripping sweat by the yeah. time you actually sit down on your flight and your clothes are wrinkled and you look like you you didn't sleep the last night and it's like it's a mess and then you get there and you got to do it all over again yeah. and it's yeah so that that part's not fun either but yeah um and then there's times where we have these flights and you know we now we have to get to the rink yeah we don't have a bus nope. sometimes we have to deal with with airport shuttles or hotel shuttles and we're trying to get all this gear on it or you have to or a truck shows up you guys rent a truck yeah so i mean the logistics of these long road trips are it's, it, i i think like that's probably the biggest thing that like i even coming into this like i was with indiana tech and like everything was a bus trip we never yeah. flew so like yeah. going to different cities and stuff like that like you, you gain a new appreciation for guys that have been doing it for 20 plus years yeah. and everything else like that like the amount of different scenarios that could have gone wrong that didn't or did and they covered it up somehow like unbelievable unbelievable um but yeah it's definitely like you talk about the long days like the travel day in itself is long like yeah. you're obviously tired and you don't do much but sit around but yeah. it's just the airport makes you tired whatever then you get there and you got to unpack for 25 guys so yeah. it's like oh <sighs> here we go so yeah i mean you obviously get it done and everything and go back to your hotel and sleep two hours and you're back at the rink but um yeah, the, the, the flight days, just because I think when we went to Salt Lake City, uh, they've got like a their own like box truck. Yeah. And they met us there and uh, we loaded everything in. That was another nightmare because we were in the wrong terminal spot to like go take. <laughs> so we had to go like over the sky bridge and back down. Oh, that, and like, yeah, and that's another thing, right? Because I remember we had to lug all the gear. I mean, we, I don't know how far we took that gear. I mean, it we seemed it. like forever. Right. Like my Apple Watch is like going off. Right. It's like you're working out, and I'm like, no, I'm not. Leave yeah. me alone. Like, yeah, those, these Apple Watch. Do you have one? I do not. Thank God, <laughs> because they've got this feature where if your heart rate gets too high, it tells you to breathe, and it always tells you to breathe at the worst times. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. Like, I'll be angry and like in a bad situation, and I feel my watch vibrate, and I look, and it says. Don't forget to take a breath. I'm like about to throw this thing against the wall. But yeah, it was lighting me up, telling me to breathe and that. Um, but yeah, so like we went to Salt Lake City, like I was saying, we get all the gear onto the, the truck or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, so uh, how are we getting there? And they were like, oh, we're, we're driving you. I'm like, well, that's weird though, because there's like three of you guys and there's only three seats. And they're like, yep, you guys are in the back. 
so me, Maddie, and Fitzy sat in the back, and like they closed us in, and there's no air conditioning, and it was hotter than you know what. <laughs> sweating to death back in the back and it was like a 20 minute ride to the rink and we're trying not to get nauseous and we're like slipping and sliding on different bags that we're sitting on but yeah it was uh some of those stories are the ones that like you'll you'll tell for a long time coming like it's it's cool it's it's <laughs> not at the time it's not cool but then like afterwards you're like ah that's right, fun. right that was right. kind of fun now speaking of uh hot rides you were on the the bus from hell coming from allen oh yeah <laughs> I like getting other guys' perspectives. I've asked Sid about this and uh, how close it was to becoming a, a horror show. <laughs> like, it was to the point, like, I think guys almost just started fighting because they were just, like, right. pissed off. Right, like, because it was just, you, like, you're just uncomfortable and, yeah. like, don't look at me. And no. we ended up stopping at McDonald's at, like, 11 a.m. and guys are getting, like, three McFlurries just to, like, cool <laughs> down because, like, all we wanted was ice cream. And then go figure the one truck stop we stopped at was out of water bottles. So, like, we went in to buy ice and water bottles are out of waters. Like, it was just, ugh, that trip stunk. <laughs> but you know what? At the same time, like, now that it's all said and done and over with, like, looking back, you wonder if moments like that, like, brought everybody, like, sure. okay, if we can make it through that, like, we can right. make it through literally right. anything. Like, 17 hours with no air conditioning, yeah, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was, uh, that was not very much fun. And the, the sleeper buses are like, they're really, really nice for people that aren't on them, but we bring so many guys that like either fits or me or whoever's on the floor. Yeah. So then on top of that, like you're, you're not comfortable. You're sweating. Like it, <laughs> we probably could have taken pictures and sold them. Cause I'm pretty sure everybody in there was like butt naked, just <laughs> dripping. Like guys were like, this is awful. Like <laughs> that was the closest I ever saw Justin Vive come to like, just going full blown panic attack. <laughs> he came out of his, uh, his bunk and he was, <laughs> I don't know if he was completely naked, but he was mostly naked <laughs> and he's a big man. He's six foot six and he comes out and he's like, <gasps> <gasps> and he's like dripping sweat. He's breathing like crazy. He's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, uh, they said the air conditioner broke. He's like, can we fix it? And they were like, ah, no, no, we can't. <laughs> like we still have 17 hours left, don't we? <laughs> of a 21 hour trip <laughs> this is not going to be very fun so it was uh eventful to say the least i mean that whole trip like obviously salt lake city was definitely the highlight of it because yeah. it's an unbelievable spot like yeah. we had a couple i think we had a day off maybe yes, or did, something. Yeah. yeah we all went to park city yeah. that was super cool like to see the olympic village and everything so that was really cool um and then it went downhill from there <laughs> it was like <laughs> that was the peak of the trip and then everything else Alan was cool too. They tried to pull a couple little things. That was kind of funny. Um, like the, the lights get, went out. Please, yeah, get well, the, I don't want to like stir the pot too but too there, much. There's but always been rumors of, of sabotage. Yeah, and you're the equipment manager, so you're in the middle of it. I don't know Steve Martinson personally, but I know of his uh, like his reputation precedes. Sure. Him. Yeah, and uh, the whole <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how much I can say, but basically, like. The, the glove dryers, like the circuit tripped and somehow the 300 employees in the building didn't know which circuit it was to flip it back on. <laughs> and then like the light above the sharpener, like went out, like the light bulb broke yeah. and they didn't have any more lights. I'm like, you guys don't have a light bulb for that light fixture. And they're like, nah, we just ran out. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> like right. I can't even see what I'm doing over here. And you guys don't have a light. Like, nah. Nah, we ordered them. They didn't come. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> so it was little things like that. And then like... It's just psychological warfare. Yeah, just it's little not, things like that. Right. Like, I would come in the next day and right. like the fans that I had on high would be on low. <laughs> 
like like okay cool i can do that too like all right um see this is where i don't want to start rumors that aren't true but i i i had to sweep the bench in the walkway a couple times yeah and i don't know of any beaches that are in allen texas (laughs) i don't but for some reason there was some sand on the way to the bench and for those people that don't know, sand will absolutely screw up like blades. Right, right, like it's, right. it's stone going against a piece of metal. Yeah. Like it's not good. So me and Fitzy made it a priority every day. Like it took us like two hours because it's a long walkway to get to the ice. Yeah. And it took us like almost two hours to sweep the walkway <laughs> clean like two or three times. So again, and if it's not true, then I apologize. But... You saw you. you I did, yeah, it. I like, mean, yeah, yeah, and and maybe yeah. it wasn't them that did it, but it right. was there. Right. So right. Yeah, but the whole like the light thing was funny. I was like, "Come on, guys!" So like, I just opened the garage door, and then it's eighty-five degrees outside. I'm like, "All right, now I'm sweating." You guys have air? No, no air conditioning either. Like, okay, figured. No air conditioning. No light. Can't find the circuit breaker. Wow, you guys are the best. So yeah, it was little stuff like that. It's like ah, but. It's a cool setup down there. Yeah. Like it was a, we had a day off there too. And me and Fitzy got to go to Dallas and kind of explore a little bit. I think that's the coolest part about this is like, you get to experience yeah. things and see places. Like, oh yeah. I would move yeah. to Boise, Idaho when I retired tomorrow. That yeah. city's unbelievable. I had a blast out there. Salt Lake city was cool. Um, Dallas, Texas, like places I never thought I'd see. And I, I will say, I don't have any plans of revisiting Wichita, Kansas. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Staying clear there for a bit. I, I saw the sights and sounds I've, I've crossed that one off the list and I am a okay. I'm good. I saw it. Oh, you get some new spots. We're going to Massachusetts and, uh, and Glens Falls. So yeah, I did just look at the weather forecast while we're there. Oh, don't. Yeah. Wish I wouldn't have. Wish I wouldn't have. Uh, I think it's like real feel like minus four yesterday. Oh, wow. And it's supposed to be colder when we're there. When a couple of years ago, we went to Rapid City. Uh, it was in November, so it wasn't like winter, winter. Yeah. I didn't even bring my winter coat. And yeah. it was like 50 degrees the day we got there. Sure. The next day, it was like four degrees when yeah. I woke up. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I had you, and in Rapid City, our hotel isn't that far away, so you can actually just walk. Sure. But it's, you know, it's maybe 300 yards. Yeah. 300 yards and, and minus four weather. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> oh yeah it's it's it gets crazy well that's why like even now like it's been weird here in fort wayne like yeah. 40 degrees one day and then 10 the next and i wear shorts every day to the rink because it's pretty hot in the rink yeah. like and i'm there every day so i basically have made a note to myself mentally i have to get out of my apartment into my truck from my truck into the rink and then i'm warm for the day but some of these days man it's like the wind's cutting across and you're in shorts <laughs> and everybody's looking at you anyways like what is wrong with you and i'm like i'm gonna be here for the next 12 hours i'd like to be comfortable yeah. if i could be uncomfortable for 10 i'll be good for 12 hours <laughs> but yeah so it's uh the weather is definitely interesting like even charleston south carolina was a super cool spot um i was really upset i didn't make it to newfoundland that yes, was the one did. trip yeah, was with us that was right yeah. before right yeah. the year before me yeah i really want to go and you know what's crazy i, I played i played hockey from the time i was two and I'm still playing in like men's leagues and stuff like yeah. that. I have never been to Canada. Really? Nope. The closest uh, I've got was I played an outdoor tournament in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. And we got so close to the border that my phone like said, welcome to Canada. Yeah. And that's the closest I've been. Re- oh, well, we're going to have to scratch that off the list. I know. And that's why yeah. like, yeah, like all the UMB guys we were talking about, yeah. putting a trip together, stopping by Pembroke, grabbing Bouds, going to Whitby and grabbing Markey and heading out to Fredericton for a weekend to see Coop and Murph and, and have them show me the stomping ground so I can get my official Fred- <laughs> Freddie Beach uh, <laughs> Freddie Beach membership card. See, that'll be nice. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you still have, I mean, you're only 25, you got so much more to see and... Uh, <sighs> I feel like you I'm know. 25 going on 100, though. My my body feels like I got hit by a Mack truck every day. 
So mm. I, yeah, I don't know. I got to fix that. Rachel, Rachel's done unbelievable <laughs> stuff for us too. Like she's a huge asset to the team. And I finally yeah. went and saw her the other day. And yeah. She was like, oh my gosh, yeah. what is going on? And, and Rachel's like, the team's masseuse. She is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she is. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, yeah, you got a, you got a lot of issues here. I was like, oh, I know. You don't have to tell me that. I feel them every single day. Carrying bags yeah, I mean, and carrying you, this. You work and, just as hard as players. I yeah. mean, you and you and and, and Brendan uh, uh, Fitzy, you guys. I mean, you guys are crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good thing you guys are young. Yeah. No, honestly <laughs> though, like, and you look at some other guys that do it, like in the National Hockey League, that are older than me, and I'm like, man, I don't know how you guys. Yeah. Like my body already is taking its toll. Like, it doesn't help that I played hockey obviously for 18 years yeah. or whatever it was too, because like that takes its toll on your body. Yeah. But then on top of that, you're like carrying heavy stuff, and you're this, and you're that. And, yeah. Like, but like she was, <laughs> Rachel was telling me, she's like, yeah, I can see exactly where your issues are. It's because you're hunched over sharpening skates. I'm like, yeah, it's like yeah. 12 to 15 hours of my week hunched over a machine <laughs> like this. Yeah. My back probably isn't a pretzel. So it's just little stuff like that, that it's like, yeah, yeah, this is going to, this is going to suck in 20 years, <laughs> but I'll, I'll get through it for right now. Yeah. Well, man. This is fun. Yeah, it's appreciate great. you having me yeah, on. Yeah, so glad that we got to get together because you know we spent an awful lot of time together. On we the do, road. and, and uh, uh, I can't wait to continue our little game. Maybe we shouldn't tell people about it on here. <laughs> we will not. Okay, but just know I've got a couple good ones teed up for you. <laughs> I cannot wait. Oh, I got some good ones. Uh, it was a game that actually started with Jason Binkley, but I won't get into it. You've taken it over, and I appreciate it. Binks, uh, if you're listening to this, just know I'm doing a good job. <laughs> You are, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for everything you do. Of course. I mean, uh, I'll tell you what, after after the finals, uh, you know, I, uh, Mike Franke, you know, stuck his head in my office one day, and I just said, hey, you make sure that you take care of Fitzy and, and Sky because they they work just as hard. They're they the, another reason why we won the championship. Yeah. I mean, just another piece. So, no, that's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate hearing that. It's good. Right. We do, uh, do it because we love it, not because it pays well. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, we'll see you on the bus. Appreciate it. Skylar Garver, everyone. I hope everybody enjoyed that episode as much as the first episode with Skylar Garver. We sat down and talked for a real long time, so we had to make that a two-parter, and hopefully we'll get to do it again maybe uh, towards the end of the season. I'm sure Skylar's going to have all brand new stories uh, for us. So that was a good time, and I uh, hope uh, you enjoyed that. Hope you're enjoying all the episodes. We're having a lot of fun uh, making them this season. So uh, that will do it for me, your host, Shane Alberani. Thank you for listening to the Huntington University Comets Podcast.